Wow, hello again. To be here with you. And uh, I hope you are winning today. Well, I have with me my two favorite guests. And um, today we're going to continue ringside. Ding, ding, ding. Hope you're ready. And uh, yesterday, uh, okay, first I think I have to introduce my guests. I mean, I shouldn't always introduce my guests, but I have today with me the person of Evangelist Rex and Pastor Gabriel. And so guys, yesterday was so interesting. You know, it was so interesting and it's it's quite an eye-opener. I learned more than the people who must have heard us. <laughs> wow. <laughs> how, 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 how did you see it? Yeah, it was really awesome. Like, mm-hmm. yesterday I have a lot to learn about the love of God. Yeah. You know, I learned that, uh, you know, all this while we have actually seen it from one side. But mm-hmm. yesterday it became something really amazing, seeing it from the perspective of God mm-hmm. and what we ought to do. The proof that we really love God in doing what he expects us to do. Yeah. Not what we feel he will like. Yeah. Just like the example of a spouse. Mm-hmm. You know, when you can buy a woman everything that you think she will need. Yeah. But maybe all she wants is just attention. Yeah. And she just wants you to be there. Mm-hmm. Then it's really, it was really a great lesson. And uh, I learned so much yesterday. Yeah, very lovely. You learned so much that the spirit took you up like Adam. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's the only mystery wow. I'm gonna say. I'm not gonna say more than. A real blessing. I was getting comments from um, some of our audience who mm-hmm. actually checked it out, and I was I was amazed as um, a particular brother from Port was telling me how that he was really blessed by it and I'm like me, you have no idea how I was blessed. <laughs> oh, We're more blessed than you, huh? Just understanding God's love language. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a great blessing because it helped me personally realize how I can demonstrate my love for God. Yeah. In practical and simple mm-hmm. ways. Mm-hmm. Without making a theology yeah. thought out of it. Mm. Just simple. Mm. Yeah, it mm. was it was a real blessing to me. Hallelujah. That's awesome. So don't go please. Today we are going to be having some other ringside stuff. So you know why we call this ringside, right? Yes. We call this ringside because you know it's like it's the excitement. Not only is it the excitement, but then it's the the fact that it's like you're in a wrestling contest (laughs) and and the word is going to tug at your heart and then you are either going to you know be punched you know flat faced or you're just going to have to accept it you know so it's something that makes it quite exciting Um, especially in our modern times of Christianity um, where respectfully, it, it it kind of feels like you got to say things that people like to hear. Yes, sir. You know, and the more you say things people like to hear, the more people want to be around church, and uh, you got to be kind of now. It's no longer political correctness; it's spiritual correctness. You got to be a little bit more tact mm-hmm. with the way you talk. You got to be a little bit more, more more correct. Have you ever felt that thing? 
Yes, like, sir. Try not to say something that you see God's word saying clearly because it feels a bit uncomfortable. You know, it's, um, in our generation where um, the truth of God's grace, um, which is supposed to be what it is, is now like something where you have to choose your words wisely. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, so grace is a function of choosing your words wisely yes, rather than a function of truth. Yeah. You know, which, which you know, by the grace of God, we're not going to go in there. So today, at the ringside, we're going to be having a huge dwell. I'm telling you, my boxing gloves are ready. Um, the, the, one of the, the question that, one of the questions that 1,220,000 people have asked is, who is Jesus? Ringside battle. Wow. You know? <laughs> so are you, are you, are you ready for this battle? Because I need to tap in and tap out. You know, this is, this is, this is a tag team right here. Wow. You know, and we are going to have to look through this and answer that question. It's, it's quite a nice question to ask. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who is Jesus? I mean, even Jesus asked, who am I? You know? <laughs> you know, so yeah. Well, let's start, let's start with that. So yeah. Um, guys. Rex, who is Jesus? Wow. <laughs> um, I, would, I, would, I would really say this is a very important question. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would just like us to go straight to the particular portion of scripture where Jesus asked the 12 disciples who have been with him. He asked them two questions. Matthew chapter 16, mm-hmm. from verse 13. He said, when Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And then they said, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, one of the prophets. And he said to them, But who do you say that I am? Mm-hmm. And verse 10 says, And Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the mm-hmm. Son of the living God. Mm. Yeah, I that, that, that was Peter's response. Uh-huh. I, I totally agree with Peter's response. Yeah. And you know, the, in, 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 when Peter was responding to Jesus and saying, You are the Christ, the Son yeah. of the living God, mm-hmm. he was speaking to Jesus in a Jewish terms mm. because it is the Jews who have been expecting a Messiah, mm. a Christ, an anointed one. So he mm. was saying, you are the one we have been waiting for yeah. in another terms. Mm. You have been you are the one we have been waiting for. Mm. Maybe for someone listening to us today, Jesus is the one they have been waiting for. Mm. And but there's something more that I want to say about who Jesus is okay. in the book of um, first Timothy chapter two. Alright. First Timothy chapter two. Yeah. Where the Bible exhorts that we pray for all men. Um, so, verse Monty chapter 2, verse uh-huh. chapter 2, where the Bible says, He calls Jesus the Savior of the world. Okay, yes, first Monty chapter 2, yeah. verse 5. Mm. It speaks about Jesus in a certain ten. Yeah. Is it for there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man 
Christ Jesus. Wow. Wow. Now that's a good one, huh? Yes. Yeah, the that's a good one. Christ Jesus. Mm. So Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world. Yeah. The mediator between God and man. Correct. Mm-hmm. Go on. The one who, who takes the pains, the needs of man, mm. is the pleas of men, the pleas of the world, mm. the sins of the world, and takes it before God and make propitiation for them mm. before God, the creator of the whole world. The owner of everything, mm. and he represents man before God, mm. and represents God before man. Mm. Yes, that's Jesus. That is just amazing, man. That's just amazing. So, Pastor Gabriel, so who who is Jesus? Okay. Wow. Don't well, tell me all the scripture has been finished. <laughs> <laughs> well, this that question, who is Jesus? I think it's one of the most asked questions. Mm. Most asked question, and we've heard the name Jesus everywhere. Even people who believe in Him, they've mm-hmm. heard the name, they mention the name, yeah. and people unconsciously just shout the name Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Jesus is like Jesus is now like like an exclamation. Yes, sir. And like Jesus. Jesus Christ, like it's he's amazing. so popular, his name is an exclamation. <laughs> That's just great. Wow. So mm. the question who is Jesus? I would like us to see from the Bible, mm-hmm. the book of Isaiah, mm. chapter nine, verse six. Isaiah nine verse six said, For unto us a child is born, mm. unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. Mm. His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, mm. the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Mm. So, this is describing Jesus, yeah. even before he came, yeah. which made Jesus, this person, this man called Jesus, not yeah. just a human being, mm-hmm. because he was foretold by the Spirit of God mm. that a child is going to be born. Yeah. He shall be this, he shall be that, and all of these things we mentioned, we said of him. Now, but let's look at verse 7. He said, Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Mm-hmm. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom, to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Mm-hmm. Now, there is something I want us to see here about this Jesus. We've seen kingdoms rise and kingdoms fail. We've seen the Egyptian government rise. It was one time the world power and yeah. it has failed. Every government in this world has risen and has also failed. The ones that are rising, it is for sure that they will surely fail. But he's telling us about the government of Jesus that it shall be established and shall be forever. Mm. This shows that Jesus is not just one of the prophets. Mm. Because prophets were born, they reigned, they made mistakes and they died. Yeah. But this Jesus is the son of God. Mm. So Jesus isn't the son of Joseph. Mm. He is the son of God who was sent for a mission. And the mission was to save man from the sin, from death. Yeah. So he came to pay the price. Like my brother said, that he is the Megito who represents God before mm. men and represents men before God. Yeah. So there was no bridge between God and man because 
Because of man's disobedience, there was a great separation. So Jesus is the Son of God. He is God himself who came in the form of flesh mm. so that he can be in the form of redemption to mm. man. Because as a God, if he's 100% God and no human, mm. he cannot bridge the gap between God and man. Mm. So for him to be able to bridge the gap, he had to take the form of a man. He wasn't the seed of man, oh, but yeah. he was from God. Wow, wow. Yeah. That's a deep one, isn't it? Wow. <laughs> Men are deep. It's, it's powerful. I love that. You know, uh, uh, a, a very, very interesting scripture has come to my mind right now. It's just wow. going to interest you in Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16. I, I didn't even see this one coming. So I guess we're all just going to be equally surprised about it. Are you ready for it? Yes. Okay, check this out. Check this out. Check this out. Now, it says from verse... Um, Verse eight, verse sixteen, and came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and Silas and cried, saying, "These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation." Jesus is the way of salvation. Wow. Jesus said in His own words, He said, "I am the way." And the truth and the life. So one, of, I just, you know, this, the spirit of God was speaking in my heart about. Look what He said to me. He said, "Hear the devil's perspective of who Jesus is." Of who Jesus is, and He is the way of salvation. So even the devil testified of Jesus. He testified of Jesus that he is the way. (laughs) You know, now, who else is Jesus? I mean, if you look again in uh, Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4. Who is Jesus? Let's see the devil's testimony of Jesus again. In Matthew chapter 4. Right? Check this out. You're going to love this. Verse 3, right? Look what it says. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. Satan wasn't arguing. He said, Look, if you are the Son of God, eh? Not that he was arguing whether Jesus was the Son of God or not. He didn't say, You are not the Son of God. So even Satan believed that Jesus is the Son of God. Yes, sir. Yeah. He believes that. That's what makes him a liar. Because he believes something and he tells people another thing. You know, to deceive them. The Bible calls him the old serpent that deceived the whole world. So Jesus Christ is the Son of God. You know, Jesus Christ is also called Emmanuel. God with us. That's from Matthew chapter 1 and verse 23. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is being uh, interpreted as God with us. Lovely. So that's who Jesus is. Yeah. All right. Uh, you have. You, you want to show something? Yes, I do. In the book of Jude, in the book of Jude, it was talking about uh, 
I that's Jude. Mm-hmm. I just want to share something about that particular thing. You say that even Satan knows that Jesus is the Son of God. Yeah. And in somewhere in the book of Jude, he said even they must believe and yeah. they tremble. Yeah. So they have this knowledge that Jesus is the Son of God. Hallelujah. Wow, it's so amazing. Yeah. That Satan God. talks about yeah. it. Jude, Jude spoke spoke about it in in a different sense, but James said that demons do believe yeah. when he was trying to make a contrast between that, you know. But Jude uh, was actually saying about how that um, people speak about powers that they know nothing about, you know. So wow, you are so correct right there. God bless you. That's really awesome. And um, I like what John calls him. In the beginning was the Word, the word. and the Word was, was with God, God. and the, the word, word was God. God. So Jesus is the Word that was with God, that was God. That's just wow. You know, <laughs> you know again, John co- continues to give him names. John calls him, in him was life, and that life was the light of men. So he is the light of men. Do you see that? He's the life that lights men. You know, Jesus Christ himself said, I am the light of the world. Um, So who is Jesus? Uh, Again, remember Jesus said in John chapter 15, he said, I am divine. So Jesus is divine. So that means he's the source of life. He's the source of life. You know, in the book of Revelation, Ah, when we go to Revelation, no, no, then no, we get some. I, I like his 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 own his CV. Resume. I like wow. his resume. His resume yeah. is beautiful. Mm. In um, chapter one, verse eight, verse eight, and look what he said: "I am Alpha and Omega, Omega. the beginning and the end." Then verse eleven: "I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last." Do you see that? Wow, that's just amazing. Look, look what he calls himself. I am Alpha and Omega. In the book of Hebrews chapter 4, he calls himself the one who judges the heart. He's the judge of the heart. You know? In um, Revelation chapter 1 verse 17, he's, he said, Fear not, I am the first and the last. Verse 18, I am he that liveth. And was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. That's who Jesus is, man. That's who Jesus is. Come on, man. Yes, Revelation one eighteen. Mm-hmm. He said, "I am He who lives, and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore." And yeah. He said, "Amen." Amen. And then he went on to say, "I have the keys." Mm. Of a hell. hell. Yeah. Hallelujah. So not only does he tell us who he is, he tells us what he has. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 4, mm. the Bible says, mm. it, 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 it is the express image mm. of God's presence. Bless wow. God. Uh, verse 3, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3. He being the brightness of his glory and the express image mm. of his presence. Speaking Praise about the Lord. Father. Praise the Lord. Praise mm. the Lord. Jesus. Wow. The wow. express image mm. of the Godhead. Ooh. If you want to see what that is hot. Like, no, no wonder he said in his own word while he was talking to the 
in John chapter 14 when Philip asked him, show us the Father. Yeah. He said, if you have seen me, yeah. you yeah. have seen the Father. Hallelujah. That is just beautiful. That is just wow. beautiful. And I also love the way John uh, put, the way John called him. Mm. He said, behold, the Lamb of God that takes Take away the sins of the world. Praise the Lord. <laughs> wow. Wow, I, I don't even know where to start anymore. <laughs> you know, um, you know, Paul calls him the captain of yes. our salvation. Yes, <laughs> so he's also a captain, eh? Yeah. <laughs> the of our soul. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's that's in the book of Hebrews. That should be Hebrews chapter twelve. That should be Hebrews chapter twelve, verse one. I think there's another name that he was called there, which which we gotta see. Hebrews chapter twelve and uh, verse one. Yeah, should should be that. Yeah, look at it. Verse two says, "Looking unto Jesus, the Author." So He's yeah. the Author yes. and Finisher of our faith. He's the Author and the Finisher of our faith. That's who Jesus is, the Author and the Finisher of our faith. Who is Jesus? Hebrews chapter thirteen, verse eight. Jesus Christ is the same. Yes, <laughs> that's an introduction. <laughs> wow. yeah. Jesus Christ this is same. the same, same yesterday today, and today and forever. forever. That's just it. Yeah. What a lovely introduction of Himself. Wow. Yeah. And, and uh, Hebrews chapter two verse ten also mm. said, "For it became Him, mm. for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, mm. in bringing many sons unto glory, to make the captain of their salvation." Perfect yeah. through suffering. Hallelujah. So he's the one that brings many sons unto glory. He's the mm. captain, he's the of, captain our of our salvation. Yeah, that's what he does. But now today we're focusing on who he is. Mm. I mean, Jesus deserves a great. <laughs> wow, so much. There's something there. Mm. A portion of scripture that has always intrigued me. Tell me. That's Hagar chapter Hagar chapter two verse seven. Yeah. Because Jesus, the desire. Of the nations, mm. praise God! Wow, mm. everybody wants Jesus. Everybody wants Jesus. The desire of the nations. <laughs> mm. Remember <laughs> when we preached that message? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! My I mean, um, James chapter two verse one says, "My brethren, have not the faith. My brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ." The Lord of glory wow. with respect of persons. Wow. He is the Lord, Lord of glory. glory. Mm. Mm. That means he rules about <laughs> glory. <laughs> glory must be please. <laughs> That's just beautiful. That's just beautiful. That's wow. beautiful. Wow. Mm. It's amazing. You know? And um the the more we look, the more we see who Jesus is. I mean from the old testament. We can see whom God actually calls Jesus. You know, He was the promised one. Yes, he was the promised one. You know, um, um, the Bible says in the book of Hebrews, chapter two. What does it say? Is it Hebrews two or Hebrews one? Um, well, one of them. It says that Jesus Christ. Um, okay, yeah. It says we ought to give more heed earnestly to the things which we have heard, right? For the word spoken by angels was steadfast. And he was actually given an example. No, it's not Hebrews. 
Yeah, Hebrews 1. You know, how that it talks about the fact that Jesus Christ is um, the one who was prophesied about. Yeah. He was the one who was prophesied about. So Jesus Christ is a child of prophecy. He was the one who was prophesied about, which is something that those guys kept talking about and talking about and talking about and talking about and talking about. You know, in uh, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, he's the brightness of his glory. That's what he's called. Yes, sir. In the same verse 3, he's the express image of his person. That's just amazing. Yeah. That is just amazing. You know, so, I mean, in case that's not clear to you, Jesus is not an angel. Yes, Jesus is not an angel. Not. No, he's not an angel. He's not a type of an angel. You know, um, in verse 4 of Hebrews chapter 1, the Bible says that he was made much better than the angels. You know, it says in verse 5 that uh, which of the angels did he tell at any time, You are my son? Mm. Is there have I begotten you? So Jesus Christ is, ah, there's one name that Jesus is. He's the firstborn from the dead. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, the first born from the dead, yes. Woo! Yeah. What a great, what a <laughs> great resume to have. What a great name. You know, mm-hmm. when he was being baptized, yeah. the heavens were open. Mm-hmm. The Lord gave a testimony of the mm-hmm. name to show the day. Yeah. He says, this is my beloved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am well pleased. Hallelujah. He is this beloved Hallelujah. soul, Father. Mm-hmm. And, and then at the end of the day, if we want to just go further with it, and you say, okay, 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 okay. He's also called faithful. He's called faithful. Do you remember? In the book of Revelation, he's called the faithful one. Yeah. 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 It's called the faithful yeah. one. Yeah. And in the book of Revelation, where he was called faithful, the Bible says that he's the one who comes with a sword, and upon him is written... The word of God. Yes. Yes, so he is the, the word of God. I love that. You know, if I if that is not even um, enough for you, then you might as well just go with the fact that the Bible says. Okay, so somebody said. So do we call Jesus all these names? Okay, so what if we just call Jesus all these names? Oh, faithful one, you can do that. But the Bible says that God gave him a name. Yes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> a name. That is above all these descriptions. Yeah. So, um, if we want to go by etymology, the word Jesus, I would think, is like an Englishized version of the original, um, the original text in the name. The actual name Jesus, I think, in the Hebrew is Yeshua. Yes, sir. And that word Yeshua is. Uh, when we when we try to pronounce it in the English, it's Joshua. Yes, sir. You know, so Yeshua, Joshua, Jesus, <gasps> isn't it? Yes, sir. So that's that's another thing. Um, um, oh, Jesus is also called the Majesty on High. Wow, that's just beautiful. He's the Majesty on High. You see, He's Lord. He's Lord. One of my favorite ones in first John chapter four is again. So we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The The Savior of the world. Wow. That's lovely. Well, what do you have to say, Gabe? Mm -mm. 
Revelation 19 verse 11, mm. where he talked about that faithful. Yes. He said, And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called mm. faithful and true. Mm. So that was his name also. His name, name is true. faithful and, and true. true. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think one of the best, one of the, one of the, uh, one of the um, areas of the Bible where I like to actually think about who Jesus is mm. is in Jesus' own words. Yeah. In the book of John, John mm. chapter um, 10, you know, he says, I am the good shepherd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's not just a shepherd, he's the good shepherd. He's the good shepherd. He's done his life. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Remember, remember when they were saying that we are children of Moses, and while the guys were saying they were children of Moses, and they said that our fathers ate manna from heaven. Mm. You know, what do you have to give us? And he said that manna that they ate was mm. me. Mm. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So it is the bread of life. I am the bread of life. Yeah. If any man eats my flesh. And drink my blood. Mm. Hallelujah. That's just amazing. So he's also the new wine. Yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> wow. Because he said we should drink his blood. Charlie, it has mm. to be some wine thingy, you know? I mean, it's just amazing. It's amazing, it's, it's amazing whom Jesus is. So, yeah, that is whom Jesus is. And that's just a little bit. You, you, you have yeah, some. Yeah, yeah, there's one here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, the book of John, chapter. Where Jesus met with a Samaritan woman, mm-hmm. you know, he described himself as the living water, mm. the one that when you drink, you will never thirst again. Mm. Yeah. So, Jesus is a living water. Mm. 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 That's and, beautiful. And, and yeah. You know, in, in John 11, yes. he said, I am the resurrection and the life. Did he say, I have the power of resurrection? Yeah. Himself. He said, when you type resurrection on Google, mm-hmm. my picture comes up. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. I am mm. the resurrection mm. and, and the life. life. Praise God. Wow, Jesus. Jesus is. And when you think about who Jesus is, mm. the thought is, the thoughts are so blessed. The, mm. the thoughts of Jesus are so blessed. Yeah. When you read your Bible, to see that there's such a person, mm-hmm. it's, it's so unbelievable to the human mind. It's almost too good to be true, isn't it? Yeah, that's the yeah. almost too. In fact, actually, it's too good to be true, but it's true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, in Matthew chapter 8, verse 20, you know, the Bible says, And Jesus said unto them, The foxes have holes, and the birds of the earth have nests. But the Son of Man had nowhere to lay his head, so he's the Son of Man. Mm. Uh, you know, that's one of my favorite words I like to call people, Son of Man. <laughs> I, I remember every time, and, and this is, it's quite important that we talk about the fact that he is the Son of Man. Yeah. Because every big man and every big God is a very important classification. Yeah. You know, the Bible says that, ah, oh, we forgot, he is also the High Priest. You know, the Bible calls him in Hebrews chapter 4 that we do not have a high priest, you know, who has not been touched in every way by our, the burden of our own infirmities. You see that? So, Jesus Christ is also the high priest. So, but it is really important that we stress on the fact that Jesus was every bit man. 
as he was every bit God. So Jesus was not only man in God, but he was God in man. Well, the difference between us and Jesus is that we are just God in man. That is, God is inside of us. Do you get that? But we are not gods by ourselves. If not for God, we are nothing. But Jesus Christ was born of the Holy Ghost, conceived of the Holy Ghost, born of Virgin Mary. We believe this to be true. We believe this to be true. So every big man, as he was every big God, which is a very, very important thing to learn. And the reason why it is uh, every bit important to learn is, um, uh, oh yeah, the Bible calls him the propitiation for our sins. Yes, yes, sir. You know, yeah. In fact, you, you, you remember you said the Lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the world. In the book of Revelation, he's called the Lamb of God who was slain before the world began. Yeah. No, before the world began. Then there's another one that calls him the Lamb of God that was slain from the foundation of the earth. He's amazing. <laughs> He's really, really amazing. And there's a particular one, you know, and during this season of time, while you'll be um, teaching us about how to love the Lord mm. in loving our brother, yeah. you know, there's something you said only that really shook me to my core. Mm. Where Jesus was speaking and said, uh, he said, in that day, I will ask you, I think that's in the book of Matthew, in that day, I will you know, ask, when I was naked, you mm. did not clothe me. Yeah. When I was hungry, you did not feed me. Mm. When I was sick, you did not visit me. Mm. And then they will say, at what time were you sick? He said, as long as you did not do it for any of these people, mm. you did not do it for me. So Jesus is our neighbor. So Jesus is our neighbor. Hey. Okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and, and when I begin to look at all of these things, there is something that comes to my mind. You see, when Jesus asked the people, his followers then, they were not they weren't filled with the Spirit of God. Mm-hmm. Who am I? I saw that they all gave answers based on the general opinion of men. Yeah. Some say you are this, some say you are that, some yeah. say you are this. But none of them, save Peter, had a direct revelation of who Jesus was. And Jesus' response made me understand something. And I think that's the answer why people are confused, why they don't know who Jesus is. Jesus said, it is not flesh and blood that revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. So I now understand why people find it very difficult to understand who Jesus is, why there is so much controversy. It is only God that can reveal who Jesus is to you. So that's why people find it difficult to believe. How can a virgin just conceive and give birth to a son? Mm. So wow. God is the one who can reveal. If the Spirit doesn't reveal Jesus to you, you mm. can't know Jesus. Yeah, because the very foundation of Jesus himself doesn't appeal to the flesh. Mm. And it doesn't appeal to the flesh. There's something that um, I had a very great um, spiritual mentor of mine saying and he said that um, he said when people don't understand something they fight it 
And then when they understand it, then they try to kill it. That's kind of like what they did to Jesus. Mm. You know, so it's like until Father reveals to you the things of the Spirit, once he reveals it to you, then it makes perfect sense. It just makes complete sense. You know, if people can be comfortable with believing, I mean, and I'm very happy with science. I mean, I I, I went to the university, yes, as yeah. did you, so, you know. I'm very comfortable with modern technology and all that. But, you know, if people have the guts to believe that something called the Big Bang Theory created the earth, an explosion made mankind. Can you imagine that? Like, hmm. science is able to boldly say that there is no God, but we're born from an explosion. And we are all life started at explosions. Well then, what's the problem? Let's just blow things up. What do you think? <laughs> start another race of yeah, let's beings. just start another race. Probably I mean, it might be better than the human beings. You understand? Yeah, <laughs> we'll just combine nuclear and atomic explosions. <laughs> 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 because it's 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 amazing and it's hilarious to me. Mm-hmm. You know, there's something I, I I came across a particular work. Mm-hmm. I've forgotten the name of the the author of the book. Mm-hmm. He did title of the book. What was a case for Christ? Ah, okay. Yeah. So this guy was an atheist mm. that didn't believe in God, and he thought that God miracle, mm. and the wife became a Christian because of the work of God, because of the goodness of God. But this guy wanted to investigate and prove how wrong mm. the the reality of the resurrection of Jesus was. Mm. But because history makes it clear, you can't you can disprove the reality of his sure. life. Yes, yeah. You can't disprove the reality of his death. Mm-hmm. What is brought to question is whether he rose again. Mm-hmm. Or his body was stolen. Or <laughs> his body was stolen. Yeah. So this guy was trying to disprove. And then his mentor, who was also an atheist, mm-hmm. said something that was very, that is very interesting. He said, after a lot of investigation, I found that there was never enough fact to disprove the reality of the resurrection. Mm. And yet, there were never enough facts to prove the reality of the, of the resurrection. So, that's the, that's the, the gap that faith feels. Jonathan, mm. that's mm. the gap that faith feels. So, this guy wanted everything logically explained. Yeah. So he went to see his mentor one evening and to discuss and to tell him, I have, he said, I have interviewed all the authorities mm. concerning this thing. Yeah. And I can't find enough fact to disprove the reality of the, res- of the, of the resurrection mm-hmm. of Jesus. Because that's the proof that he is who he said he is. Yeah. That he rose again as he said he would mm. is proof mm-hmm. that every other thing he said is correct Amen. about yeah. him. Yeah. So, so when he finally got there, the man said something. He said at some point, it even takes faith to be an atheist. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it does take <laughs> 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 
totally really deny all the reality. That's an atheist speaking. Mm-hmm. You see, it takes faith to be an atheist. The mm-hmm. same way it takes faith to receive the truth mm-hmm. about who Jesus really yeah. is. Yes. Wow. You know, and, and um, I like, again, what the Bible calls him. Something that we forgot. The Bible calls him the last Adam. Mm. 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 <laughs> you know, we, we have the first Adam. Yes, sir. And then we have the second Adam. Yes, sir. You know, so he's also, that's the last Adam. Thank God it's not the second, because there's no third. He's <laughs> <laughs> the last Adam. Yes, sir. You know, so that's, that's also something that is very, very powerful. And uh, I think the more we talk about who Jesus is, um, the more we realize that we're not just talking about some ordinary person. No, we're not talking about a historical figure like mm-hmm. Mahatma Gandhi. No, not at all. You know, we're talking about, uh, I remember something uh, Mahatma Gandhi said. I think he had read something from John G. Lake. And, uh, you know, Mahatma Gandhi was not a Christian, of course. Yeah. He said, if half of the people believe, the people who call themselves Christians, who say that they are Christians, if they believe, in the words of Jesus and lived by it, the whole world will, be, will become Christians. That was Mahatma Gandhi. He said the whole world will become Christians. You know, the message of Jesus Christ is far bigger beyond what we can imagine. Yes, you know, it's far, 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 far beyond what we can imagine. So today, um, it really sobers me as we think about the fact that Jesus Christ you know, um, is more than what we imagine. He's also called the chief cornerstone. Yeah. Yes, sir. You know, he's called the rock. Mm. It's not Dwayne Johnson. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's called the rock right there in, you know, First Corinthians 10 verse 4. He says, and that rock was Christ. He's the rock. Yes, <laughs> I want to I tell Dwayne Johnson right now, boy, you ain't the rock, you know. <laughs> the rock is Jesus. <laughs> you are a rock. You better change your name from the rock to a rock. You know, if we're like, um, and we love other religions, by the grace of God, we believe that Jesus Christ is the only way. You know, but if we're like maybe some other religions, some people who call themselves the names of Jesus would not find it easy with us. Yeah, you know, we'll fight them. But then we have footballers who are even named Jesus. Yeah. You know, we like calling them, like calling their names. So, I guess that that's the beauty of our faith, yeah. that we do not fight for a God. If he is a God, then let him fight for himself. Mm. You know, that's how Gideon escapes death. Yes, yeah. Yeah. In the book of Judges, mm. that's how he escaped death. After he destroyed the temple of the gods and, and broke the idols into two. The people came to kill him, and Gideon's father said, But if he is a god, why are you fighting for him? Just allow him strike Gideon dead. When they found out he couldn't, they had to let the man go. That's the beauty of the whole thing. So Jesus Christ is more, more, more than we can ever imagine. And um, I pray that he'll have that exalted place in our lives. Mm. You know, it's like he was saying, Pastor Gabriel, like, it's quite important that we have that personal revelation of Jesus. Jesus is not somebody you know by head. It's someone you know by heart. Mm-hmm. The Bible says that um, 
It is with the heart that one believes. It's not with your head. It's with the heart that one believes and is saved. And is saved. Something that I realize is that salvation is in two places because Jesus Christ is called our salvation. Right? And it's not only that in Him is salvation, He is salvation. He is salvation. You know, and in fact, there was something you said that reminded me, before I go on to say what I was going to say, that reminded me of the fact that there is more than Jesus is. When Jesus said in the book of John chapter 14, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. You know, that means that everything God is, Jesus is. Mm. Feel free to call him all the names of God. Yes, sir. Mm. Flow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, feel free to call him Jehovah Jireh. Mm. Jehovah Sidkenu, mm. Jehovah Shalom, yes, whatever, because the Bible even calls him our peace. The Bible says he is our peace. Mm. What did we forget to say? Christ is our wisdom. He's mm. wisdom. He's wisdom. Mm. Isn't mm. I mean, what is he not? In he is he. What is he not? Wow. Like, what is he not, basically? He's everything. He's everything. You know, but. Do you know Jesus? I was going to say earlier, um, yesterday I was talking with a young man. Was he yesterday? Well, two, days ago. two days ago. I was just outside and the Spirit of the Lord said to me that I should wait, that I was going to meet someone. And um, when I see the person, that he will signify to me um, by a prophetic way. So while I was just right there waiting, I, I saw um, a guy just came and stood right in front of me our home. And um, so the spirit indicated to me through a symbol that I was the guy. Then the spirit said to me, ask him a question. When you ask him that question, the answer he gives you, the answer he gives you is going to be a strange answer. And then I'll give you a word for him. So, and guess what the question was? I asked him, are you saved? I was all. I was told to ask him, are you saved? And you know what he answered? I'm trying to be saved. Very strange answer. I've never heard anyone say, I'm trying to be saved since I became born again before. In fact, since I became a human being. (laughs) Have you ever heard someone say, I'm trying to be saved? It's either yes or no. And then he told me he had just come from a series of meetings that he has been attending and he's trying hard to be saved. Wow. Meanwhile, I, the Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verse 13, anyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that was where, you know, I went on, um, then I first gave him the prophecy that the Lord gave me to tell him of a personal word. Then I explained to him that salvation is in two places, two forms. It's in two forms. There's the salvation that occurs when we come into Christ. That is the one that we we become Christians, we become believers by believing in the heart and confessing with the mouth. You know, and, and confessing with the mouth doesn't mean that you say after me, Lord Jesus, but it is actually now declaring that Christ is the head over your life. You can declare it in public and just say to people, Jesus, I'm now a Christian, I'm born again. You are born again. It, it's not, we created this protocol. Yeah. We created this proto- protocol, and it's not a bad one. We created the protocol so that we can count people who are saved. 
We created the protocol so we can know the people who are saved. But in those days, when they were done preaching, the people went looking for churches by themselves. Wow, that is just a great standard. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, when you're done, because today we want to follow up people, man. We got to follow up. I don't know what's missing in our faith. I don't know what's missing in our Christianity. Mm. But I know that there's nothing missing except the fact that there's things that we are not believing. As they used to believe. Do you understand me? But here's what I'm saying. The second level of salvation which is what Paul said to Timothy, where he said, he said, be careful of your doctrine and the ones that you teach others. He said that in doing that, you will not only be able to save yourself, but you will also save your hearers. Think about it. The Timothy he was speaking to was a bishop. Not only was Timothy a bishop, he was bishop of Ephesus, a bishop of three million souls. Now that's a lot of souls, you know. That's a lot of souls to be unsaved for. <laughs> you know? So so Timothy was saved, isn't it? Yes. Now, so the question therefore is like what is he trying to say there? What is the second level of salvation? Do you have any thoughts on this? <laughs> um, no on you really? Do you have any thoughts on this? Well, I think I have a little thought on it. Alright. Uh, I think the second level of salvation is now that you've come into Christ. Your attitude, your character your life starts changing gradually. Your spirit is saved. Now your soul, you start walking out your salvation with fear and trembling. As you begin to fellowship with Christ, that is, you are looking, like what was said in Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, mm-hmm. that as we behold as in a glass, we have been changed from one degree of glory to another, even by the Spirit. So we begin, we get saved gradually. Day by day, the more the closer we get to him, the more we begin to look like him. Amen. Wow. Well, that's that's glorious, and and I completely agree with that. You know, when you when you see it, Romans chapter twelve, verse one and verse two, it says, you know, dearly beloved brethren, I ask, I would pray that you would submit yourself as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is your reasonable offering, your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. So the second level of salvation when we are now in Christ is renewing your mind. Wrong and right thinking. Wrong and right believing. Cultural perspectives have to change. The rules of engagement don't work the way they used to. The way we used to think does not work the same way today. So I I have had many people ask me this question from different parts. And the question that I'm usually asked is this. Is how come now that I became a Christian things are not working? And that's one very popular question. I, I don't know. It's such a popular question. I don't know if you've ever even asked this to yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Ask it, yo. Yeah. Why? Why is it so? The simple reason is 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17, which we all love, which says that if any man is in Christ, old things are passed away. The way you say the law has passed away, that order of the law that was giving you riches has passed. That means that this system that was produced by the nature of sin, will no longer work for you. Mm. So now, if you're going to become a billionaire, 
you're going to become a billionaire in the kingdom way. Once you are in Christ, and, and here's the thing, you cannot pluck yourself out of God's hands. Now, you can just stand and say, I'm not, I'm not doing it again. <laughs> no, 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 you can't. You can't just up and say, ah, I don't want, Lord, I don't want, I don't want to do it again. You can't. You can't just up and do that. The only way you can, you can unchristian yourself is to blaspheme the Spirit. Wow. The moment you blaspheme the Spirit, you're good to go. <laughs> Forever. But as for, as for derailing and all of those things, you can't be blocked out. The Bible says, none can take, pluck you out of my hands. None. None. This is of all that you have given me. None have I lost. You're not going to be lost. Do you understand that? Yes, sir. So, it's very, very important, you know, that we understand this second level of salvation. Because while we're talking about Jesus, it occurs to me strongly, it really, really occurs to me so strongly, that we have believers who are Christians. But because they have not been saved, they have not experienced the ongoing work of salvation, which is the second salvation. Yeah. The ongoing work of salvation. Yeah. Because there is a first finished work yes, and there is an ongoing work. That finished work is what makes you a new creation. Yes, but the ongoing work is what you start becoming what you behold yes, in reality. Yes, you know, it is not that your spirit is not reality, but it's that your material world must concur. Your spirit is the mirror. Your spirit is the one that has been completely changed. Mm. But your physical world is the one that remains the same and can deteriorate. And so we have this part of it. So once you come into Christ, I mean, we have people who can say all these things about Jesus and say all these things about you know God and quote so many scriptures, but then they have unchanged lives. So that's the word that we have today. Well, I think we can only take this much. Wow. And uh, any last words, evangelist? Wow. Um, I, the word I have for all our listeners and audience all over the world is I want to encourage you that you do not put on a proud look, but you realize that you need Jesus. You there, you will seek, you will distress. You who knows you have these thoughts and feelings of guilt, of condemnation, of lust, of death. You bereaved. I want you to know that Jesus is a healing Jesus. Jesus is a comforter. He is a helper. And if you open your heart and ask him and make him the Lord and the owner of your life, that he is truly so if you admit it and come to him in his terms, he will be all that he has always wants to be in your life. Hallelujah. Amen. That's really awesome. What about you, Pastor Gabriel? Wow. What I have for our listeners all over the world is God's ways are unsearchable. God knows the best. When you meet a professional for advice, it is always better than when you meet an amateur for advice. Now, God is more than a professional. And if God says that Jesus is the answer for everything in the world, including you and your problems, that is the best solution ever. 
because his ways are unsearchable. You don't need to know what he knows. You just have to believe. And when you believe, everything becomes settled. Act on your feet. Jesus is the answer. Amen. Wow. And we just join our faith right now and we pray for you. You who need to know that Jesus, you who needs that salvation of God, salvation in your spirit, salvation in your soul, salvation in your body, salvation in your material. Distance is not a barrier. Right now, I want you to just join your faith in simplicity with me. I command the salvation. Let the salvation of God reach your life in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let the glory of Jesus, the presence of the majesty on high, the Bible says he will come and save you. He's coming to you now. He's saving you now. He's saving you now. Begin to confess that faith. He's saving you now. He's saving all that concerns you. In the name of Jesus, be made whole. Be made whole of pains from the past. Be made whole in your heart. Be made well. Live to worship Him. Be made free. Let that pain be gone from your shoulder. Let that pain be gone from your chest. Let your breath be normal. I command in the name of Jesus, let your eyes be whole. Let your bloodstream be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Be blessed. Let Jesus come and save you in your business. Be saved. Receive that salvation in your business, in your career, in your family, your relationship. In the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And until next time, we're going to see you again. And I think I have an extra that I might be coming up for, for another session to talk about. But until next time, please kindly send you know these messages to other people kindly help others to follow us we want to tell others about the good news of jesus christ you know help um help us to send this message out because god is doing something in our days and we want to be a part of it and we know that these messages have been blessing you send us a message if you have questions send us questions put it right there in the comments we are reading it and we're going to come back to you and god's spirit is going to do what he does for you if you have a special request you can reach us at um p-l-e-f-a-n at gmail.com p-l-e-f-a-n at gmail.com and you know we're going to read your prayer request and we're going to pray for you i hope that we can have a live audience we are hoping to get to at least 100 people help us get there you know um, drive it for us and, and send this message everywhere that you can and if you have a testimony from each of these sessions do well to speak to us so here we are signing out today Pastor Rex Pastor Gabriel and myself Tony Chris Callier, signing out bye